many different ways that God speaks to us, and tonight, tonight I'm going to focus on visions, and uh, we are going to pray for you as well for activation of visions in your life. Uh, there's uh, 10 ways that I want to highlight tonight and how God speaks to you. God speaks to you through the Holy Spirit. He speaks through to the Word. As you read the Word, the Bible, He speaks through, through that Word. He speaks through prophecy, through dreams, visions. God can even speak through sinners. Um, there's no, God's not limited to who and what He can speak through. God can speak through creation. He can speak through worship. He speaks through preachers. He speaks through children. There is, uh, God is not limited to what He can do and how He can communicate to us. Now, I want to spoke specifically on visions tonight. It's a place, and uh, when, when I say visions, we have open and closed visions. Uh, as you drive in the car or walk around during the day, you can have an open vision where in a moment God shows you. A lot of children grow up and they sit in school, and uh, then uh, the, the teacher says to them, wake up. And uh, it seems like their minds are drifting and they're in a different place. What the teacher don't realize is that child is more awake than the teacher at that moment because they are entering a vision. And so early in our lives, we get confronted by stopping that flow. Yet it's a flow that's very dynamic when you learn to develop it and you learn how to apply visions in your life and how God can speak to you through that vision. So we have open visions and closed visions where closed visions connected to a dream where I go to bed or I sleep or I go into a trance that moment before you go into deep sleep, then so suddenly vision starts to flow. And uh, it's a way that God communicates to us, that He speaks to us. Now, all of us in this room, there's certain things we have to do, and one of those things is sleep. No one in this room can go, out, can go without sleep. And it's a, uh, in fact, it's an area of our lives where they tell us that a person sleeps for a third of their life. So if you grow to be 90 years old, it means that 30 years you are sleeping. And those 30 years are not dead or inactive or wasted. It is a place where God communicates to us, where He speaks to us, and it's a very powerful flow that only creation, only created beings have. Now, the enemy is trying to fill or stop that flow by putting junk and garbage into that place. And I'm going to speak on that tonight and help you to deal with that now to keep that flow pure. Uh, we think it's, well, it's just a, a movie, it's just um, a, a picture that I see, but everything in that picture or that movie has, has meaning. When we look at this picture here tonight that's on stage, immediately uh, we see a picture, but there's many things that's resembled in that picture, and if we interpret that, there's so many content that we can uh, pull out of that picture. That picture has colors in it. There's a meaning for blue, a meaning for light blue, a meaning for white. There's, a, there's feet there. There's one feet, not two, that's showing it resembles something. And so there's so much content that we can get out of that picture where if we draw from it, we can hear what God wants to say in this hour. It's a very, very pure flow of the voice of God. And it's part, pictures is part of dreams and part of visions. Now, in Romans chapter 1, verse 11, Paul speaks, he says, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. And so tonight, I, because I carry the gift, I can impart it to you. I can stir up the gift inside your life. And we are going to do that at the end. We're going to pray with you that God would release visions on your life. And it's going to happen immediately. You are going to see visions. Now, a vision... One picture of your future can be enough to guide you for your entire life. 
When, I, when we talk about visions, it's not something that I have to get a little puzzle piece every day of my life. One picture can be, can be so clear and can give you so many things. At the age of 16, uh, 16 years old, the Lord gave me a vision one night of a plane. And uh, today, I realize how, how significant that picture is. Because at the age of 16, I've never been on a plane. I couldn't afford a plane ticket. We were living on a farm far away from an airport. There was just no significance at that moment. But today, 22 years later, 23 years later, it makes perfect sense. I fly weekly. I am on a plane. Planes are part of my life. It's part of my journey. It's part of, of my DNA. Uh, and it was very significant at that moment because planes don't just represent an aircraft. Planes represent nations. It represents boundaries, borders. It is, there's so many things that is connected to that and also the colors that's connected to that plane. So one picture can change the course of your life completely. One, you don't have to, God can give you one picture tonight that can be so clear and vivid that it will give you, for the next five years, it can be a roadmap to where you are going and what you need to do and what the Lord wants to do in your future. So Genesis chapter 15 verse 1, you have to get the recording after this, we're going to go through many scriptures. He says, for, he says, after this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. So from the beginning in Genesis, visions was a flow that God used. Then in Job chapter 33 verse 15 to 16, he says, in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, in slumberings upon the bed, then he opened the ears of men and sealed the instruction. As we go to bed, suddenly God comes and he confirms and seals the purpose and the plan that, ha that he has for us. And so visions is, is a <laughs> very prominent part of our lives. Dreams is a very prominent part of our lives. And it starts from the moment that you are born. You don't start to dream when you are 18 years old. When you arrive here, dream starts to flow. And if we learn how to interpret those dreams and how to apply those dreams. Now, the challenge that we have with dreams and visions is the interpretation part. And so I don't want to go into deep training tonight in that, but I want you to write down three words. Um, we, uh, uh, I want you to write down interpretation and application, just those two words. Just those two words for now. Interpretation and application. Interpretation is is what we receive. Let me add a little bit more to make it easier the roadmap for you. You can write down these three words. Operation, interpretation, and application. Just write down those three words. Operation, interpretation, and application. I do 12 sessions on, on this. We're going to do it in two minutes now. Operation, interpretation, and application. Operation is how does God speak to me? What's the method? So how does it operate in my life? And so tonight we are focusing on vision. So the operation is visions and dreams. That is how he speaks to me. Now, a lot of people are so excited about the operation, they focus for 40 years on the operation, but they don't get to the interpretation and the application of that word. And so, so we are very excited now that you can hear God's voice. Well done. But let's move on to the interpretation. How do we interpret what God is saying? And so you are... You just received a dream or a vision of a picture like this. Can we turn this picture to the, to the crowd? The people can, can see this. 
So you just saw a vision, a picture. And so you're so excited because God showed you a picture. And, uh, but what we don't realize is that unless that picture is interpreted, I will not get the full meaning of that vision and that dream. Because God is trying to use colors and things that would attract us so that he can communicate to us. But often the interpretation of the message has, has nothing to do with the picture. He's just trying to draw you in that direction. Let me explain this to you. So it is very important that the person who dreamt or who saw the vision, that they do the interpretation and not someone else. We've come into a habit where we let people interpret our dreams. Now, except if that person has the gift to interpret that dream or interpret that vision, but it's a gifting that they have. Everyone don't have that ability. But now we run with that picture or dream, and we want everyone to interpret it. The best person to interpret a dream will always be the one who received it. They will, be, they will have the best interpretation for it. Let me explain it to you why. So God is trying to communicate to us. He's trying to speak to us. And so God will use specific colors, events, and people in trying to get a word across to you. But this is a secret language, like tongues, that you can learn. And once you have that language with God, you know exactly what he is saying. You don't have to interpret every little thing and try to figure out what does it say. Because God will use things that you have a connection with in trying to communicate that to you. And here's the challenge. We have different interpretation when it comes to colors, events, and places because we have different experiences. And so, for instance, you get a dream of, uh, of a, a car that you are driving, and then suddenly that car hits, hits uh, uh, the ocean and it goes under the water. And this is a vision that you get immediately. You're afraid and you're shocked and you don't know what this means. Should I be worried? What do I do with this? And so you run to me or to someone else and you say, listen, I had this dream, this vision. Please help me with the interpretation. Now, blue to you means the Holy Spirit. It means the Spirit. To me, the color blue, my interpretation of blue is disaster because of experiences that I have. And so now I take that interpretation and you say, please interpret it. And I'm telling the truth because this is my experience. And so I say to you, well, I see God is saying that your life is moving in the direction of destruction. And suddenly we miss the interpretation completely because it's misinterpreted. And God is trying to communicate to you regarding the Holy Spirit in your life. And he's actually saying to you that your life is heading, uh, heading in a journey where you are going to start to experience the overflow of the Holy Spirit in your life. And it's actually a positive, healthy meaning, but the wrong interpretation has been applied to that. Now, love, the color red, you dream that you stand under a shower and suddenly the water turns red and, and uh, red water starts to pour over you. Your interpretation of red is love. My interpretation of red is hell. And so now you come to me and say, please interpret it. And I'm telling you, listen, you, are, you know, I see hell is going to manifest in your life. And I'm not lying. That's, that's what my experience is. So we have different interpretations of colors. Now, I do not like or recommend dream books at all. I burn them. I throw them in the dustbin. The reason is that a dream book is the person's interpretation, which is correct, right for them. 
but it's their dictionary, their interpretation. In fact, I want to say to you that every person needs to write their own dream book, their own dream dictionary, because of your interpretations of that. So we can use a dream dictionary as a guideline, but we can miss again interpretations because there's not just one interpretation of something. God is trying very hard to communicate to you, and we can miss what he's saying because it's misinterpreted the colors, the movement in that. Now, something that's incredible about a dream and a vision is that you can revisit it. You can go back to it. When you have a dream or a vision, it is like a memory where the picture is there and you can go back to it. And you can withdraw so much information of that specific place that's there. Uh, in one of my trips to Switzerland, I arrived in Switzerland and Zurich and went to, in Paris, was in Paris, went to Paris, came into, uh, into Paris, and then I went to the hotel. The pastor met me there at the hotel. And that night I had a dream. I, I saw a, a building, a church building, and I walked around in the building. And I could sense the floors, the setup within the church and how, how it looked. And uh, the next morning I got up and the pastor said to me, he drove in the opposite direction of town. He said, listen, I want to show you two buildings. He says, we are planning on buying a new property and we have these two options. Um, I want you to look at them and tell me what you sense and what, you've, what you feel. And so the previous night, I already had the dream. And so I said to him, I, I want to see the inside of both of those buildings. Because if I can see the inside, I will know exactly. And so I walked into both properties. And as I walked into the second property, when I walked in, it was the exact building that I saw in the dream last night. And uh, I said to him, this is the one. And he said, uh, I just wanted to check. We already signed on this property. Uh, this is the one that we are buying. And so in a vision, I, I saw that. And uh, what, is, what is incredible is there's, just, there's so much detail that you can get out of, out of that specific vision. Things that as you walk into that, into that room, there's so many things we miss. But as you walk into that place and you start to look for paintings and things on the wall and you're looking for sounds, is it cold, is it hot inside, is there wind, is there a sound? When you look at, when you tune into those things, you start to get uh, um, so much information out of it. It was there, but you were not focused on that. So many of you have open visions daily, but you don't realize you don't see it because you are not focused on that. You think, well, this is just a random, a random thing. But God's trying to communicate to you in not trying to warn you, not trying to give direction, but in fact, He's trying to give information to you and guide you into what He wants to do. It's never God's intention as a father for us to go into a season unprepared. God starts months before that and prepares us for what is to come. So that when that moment comes that you know exactly, well, this is, what I, this is what I need to do. This is where I need to go. Now, you can live without this. There's no scripture in the Bible that says if you don't use the gifts of the Spirit or you don't use dreams or access visions that you are going to hell. There's no scriptures like that. But God has made it available to us to make our lives easier on earth. And so it's equipment. It's, it's there to help us and assist us. You can say to me, Andre, quickly take me to, J to George Airport. And then I can say, okay, let's go, get on my back, and we can start to walk. You're probably going to miss your flight. When both of us are going to get there, I don't know when, but we're going to be tired and exhausted, but we got there. Or I can use the car that I have, the tools, the giftings. I can say, let's go, 
to get into my car. I've got a very comfortable car that's got air conditioning, classical music, and it can be a great ride. And we can be there in, depends on how fast you want to go. It's tools, it's equipment that I have. In the same way, these gifts is available to us to use. And so I want you to recognize the giftings that you have in your life. It's already there, it's already imparted to you, but how do I interpret that? And then immediately after the interpretation, nothing has changed. You received a vision, it hasn't changed anything. You received a dream, it hasn't changed. Now you interpret it, it still hasn't changed anything. The practical part is the last part, which is the application. Only when you apply it, then suddenly it comes into working. Suddenly the power is released. And so knowing what gift you have doesn't change anything. Being able to interpret dreams and interpret your vision still hasn't changed it. But when you start to apply that interpretation, suddenly it brings change to that immediately. I can share a vision, so many things that's happened in my life, vision after vision after vision after vision, just supernaturally how God has done things. I drove, um, I was in Pretoria a few years ago with my wife in the car. I had a day off. And so I said to my wife in the morning, I got up, I said, um, what's your plans today? She said, no, she had all these meetings. I said, okay, I'm just going to drive with you today. I've got nothing, so I'm just going to hang with you. We got on into the car and drove on the freeway. And as I drove on the freeway, I saw a vision. And uh, I, I saw the Goud train station in, in South Africa. And I saw, and at that moment, we were at the turn off of that station. And so I said to her, just turn off here, just quickly turn off here. And so she, she couldn't understand what this is the wrong, I said, just quickly turn off here. And so she turned off and uh, she dropped me at the Goud train station. I said to her, I'm going to give you a call. I'll let you know what's going, to, what's going to happen, but I'll catch up with you later today. Went down to the Goud train station. As I got to the train, I got a ticket. As I got the, to, the, to the train, the doors closed. I just got in. And I, there's only one seat left on the, open on that train. I went to sit down in the seat. As I sit down, a pastor from India sits next to me. He says, it's incredible to see you here. He says, this morning, I, uh, your name came up in a vision to me. And I said to myself, before I leave South Africa, I have to speak to you. And I go sit right next to this man. I mean, <laughs> so right next to him. I have a friend of mine at that moment. He is a business guy. He travels with me as well. He, uh, when I arrived at the station, he phoned me and uh, he said, what's your plan? I said, I'm going, um, I don't know, I'm going to get on this train. And he said, I'm coming with you. And he was there at that moment. He arrived and he got on the train with me and he saw this whole thing. And uh, when he saw it, he said, I want to be part of this as well. I don't know what's, what's happening here, but this is, this is crazy. And so the pastor said to me, he said, um, when can you come to India? And immediately we set a date there. Two weeks later, I flew to India. And so this, this business guy said to me, he says, I'm going to go with you to India. I don't know what's happening, but it seems God has, has business or something for me there. In a vision, in a vision. I saw the vision, drove past, but I responded to, interpreted it. And I got onto that immediately. I can share testimony after testimony after testimony, crazy things that happened in that moment, but it came in a vision, open vision. I saw a picture, and I just responded to that in the leading of what God wants to do. Now, in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 3, verse 1, it says, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. In those days, the word 
of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. Remember, in those days, they did not have the Bible. God couldn't say to them, go read Psalms 116. It wasn't written. <laughs> they, didn't have, they didn't have access to that. So visions was a, was a critical part for them to hear God's voice, for God to communicate to them. And so it was rare. It wasn't accessible. They had moments where visions came and it gone. Same thing with the anointing, same thing with the Spirit. They believed in the Old Testament that the anointing only stayed as long as the fragrance of the oil remained on people. When the oil evaporated, then the anointing lifted. So there was moments where the Spirit of God came upon them, that we empowered them, and then it left. It was over. But I want to fast forward to a very powerful scripture in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 17. It says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. In the book of Acts, God started to pour out His Holy Spirit. And what was uncommon and unavailable, we have access to today. I want to say to you that Abraham would have given anything to live in these days. Moses, David, they didn't have access to what we have access to today. They didn't have open visions. That was like a, we think when they saw a vision in Abraham's time in the desert, it was this 3D Samsung experience. <laughs> they didn't have any reference of that. So it was, a, it was a, a form of communication where God communicated to them, and then out of that, it gave them a roadmap in where they needed to go and the next step of their lives. Today, we have access to this 24 hours a day. But people don't use it. We have access to it any moment. You can sit in your car, sit in your room. In the worship now, visions was released. But people don't know how to interpret the visions. You received it, but yet no clue. God just gave you <laughs> your future during this worship session. He showed you everything. But you were uh, focused, you know, <laughs> not realizing how much information and detail was given to you right in this moment of worship, even in sermons. We sit in sermons and we sit there and immediately when the sermon starts, we go into a screensaver mode. <laughs> you don't realize that the wording that goes forth is so exact, so specific. And God is communicating. He's saying things that are so critical that's going to happen Wednesday in your life. And He's trying to prepare you to be ready for that moment. If most people would just listen to sermons, their sermons that are being preached on Sunday their weeks will be a lot easier. But then Wednesday, they, they wake up and they have a crisis or a challenge, and they're thinking, well, everything was in a sermon on Sunday. Just go listen to it. It was preached. The last week, the last, go, go read your notes. Take note of it. I started taking book of it notes, specifically my dreams and visions. I have a, a couple of dream books, which I just write down my dreams. If I wake up in the morning, and the best time to write it down is when you wake up immediately. I, if, otherwise, you forget it. Um, there is reoccurring dreams as well that comes where God will bring it back to you over and over. But I write it down. I write the time, the date, and as much as I can remember in that dream. I write it down. What happened? Drove in a vehicle. Colors. What, what, where was it? What nation was it? What place was it? All of those things are very relevant. Today, I pray, and because I have so many books and of dreams and things the Lord spoke to me. From the age of 16, I started to write those things down. 
date, time, I write it down. And, I, and to be honest with you, most of the time when I wrote it down, it, had, it made no sense to me. I just wrote it down. This is what I saw. I don't know where this is going. Today, I pray. I'm in a crisis and I pray. And I say, Lord, I don't know what to do. I'm facing this. Then the Lord say to me, go to book number seven, page three. Read it. I go there. It's the exact answer of my situation right now. I got that dream three years ago. She tells me exactly, this, this is what you need to do. Yesterday again, I saw God gave me clear instruction. There's a, there's a situation, so many things happening in our lives, the things we are dealing with, and the uh, Lord showed me exactly. He showed me, this is what's going to happen, this is what you need to do, this is when you have to be quiet, this is exactly the whole thing. This showed me. It's an entire plan from the beginning to the end. I'm going to walk into that meeting. I already know what is the outcome of it. Word for word. God's going to be faithful. I know exactly what to do. But he showed me in a vision, in a moment, open vision. I wasn't sitting there and crying out to God, say, Lord, speak to me. I, I don't know where I was yesterday, but I, I was just walking and suddenly the vision came to me. I recognized it immediately and then I just started to write down exactly, okay, this is what I need to do. So during the day, at night, in the morning, random times, God is going to interrupt you. And the vision comes. Don't reject it. Don't push it away. Don't think, well, no, 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 I need to concentrate now. Follow the vision. Write it down. Go into it. I woke up one morning, uh, um, one, eve- one night. Now, I'm a, uh, I go to bed at 2 every, every uh, morning. I, I'm a, like a nachtperson. It's my, the best time. I love the quiet and, and, and that time. But anyway, so I'm not some, someone that, that, that's up at 4 or 5 or 6 in the morning. It's, I go to bed at 2. One, one night, I woke up um, at 3. Woke up, and uh, now, when those moments happen, and you woke up randomly, don't just try to force yourself to go to sleep again. Just stand up, take a notebook, and say, Lord, speak to me. That's it. And if he doesn't say anything, go to sleep. But if you woke up in those moments, there's, there's moments where God wakes you up. He takes you out of deep sleep in that moment. It's a, it's a critical moment right there. Just say, Lord, what, what is this? And so <laughs> I woke up at 3. I went to my office. Now I'm trying to not be completely awake because I want to go to sleep again. So I'm in that state. I go to my office. I've got this lamp. It's a, uh, it's a world, the circle of the world's lamp, but it spins. So I'm standing there. The Lord speaks to me. He says, pray for a nation. I said, Lord, what, what nation? And so I take that ball and I spin it. And uh, I stop it. Um, Switzerland. This is 10 years ago. On Switzerland. Little, little place. <laughs> I've never been there at that moment. Thank you, Father, for Switzerland. Bless the people of Switzerland. I don't know what race they are, what language they speak, or anything about these people, but pray for Switzerland. 10 years ago. Eight, uh, eight uh, seven years ago, I get invited to Switzerland, and uh, when I walked through the border of Switzerland, and they stamped my passport, I remember that dream. I said, Lord, what is that? God says, I gave you authority over this nation that night. Go in, preach the gospel. You have access to everything. The purpose of dreams and visions is to prepare us for what is to come. Instead of standing there and praying and saying, Lord, uh, I pray for Switzerland, am I ready now? He prepared me three years ago for that moment right there. He prepared me. One night I woke up, God said to me, pray. 
I just prayed in tongues about five or ten minutes. Prayed, 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 and then and then stopped. I went back to bed. A week later, they invite me in Johannesburg and Sandton to a meeting. A lady invites me to a meeting. She doesn't give me all the details. She says, listen, you're coming to this meeting. There's going to be um, high-profile people at this meeting, and uh, I've got them all together. I want you to come and minister to them. Uh, that's, that's three days later after that, praying in tongues. I walked into that meeting. I walked, arrived, walked into the meeting. When I walked into the meeting, I saw one of our, three of our ministers in South Africa there. When I saw them, I said, I'm leaving. I'm not staying here. I'm going. These people can lock me up and I can get in trouble if I do the wrong thing. So I left. The lady came out. She said, no, no, no. I've brought uh, some of the parliament members, some of, some of our ministers. I brought them here. But what happened when I walked in, I saw a man there immediately. I walked in. I saw him. And I saw two things that's happening in his life. And I knew if I, if I would address those things, I'll be in trouble. And so I left the room, walked into the parking, and... Uh, she says, listen, no, 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 I've got them here. Everything is okay, but I want you to minister to them. You have full access. And uh, I'm standing in the parking lot. I said to her, okay, give me five minutes. So walking up and down the parking, and I'm starting to pray in tongues. And the Lord said to me, what are you doing? I said, I'm preparing my spirit. I'm praying in tongues. I'm getting ready. God says, remember three days when I told you to pray? I said, yes. He said, it was for this moment. I said, but why am I praying in tongues now? God says, don't worry, it's for next week. <laughs> what happens what happens suddenly a confidence comes upon me because the spirit of the Lord has prepared me for a meeting that I didn't even know is going to happen you already prepared me three days ago prepared my spirit gave me the capacity to go into that meeting and to minister these, is, these are the things that is happening daily in your life God's speaking to you, He's communicating to you. But because you don't see the end result, you think, well, no, it's just a thought, a dream. It's not really important. God is trying to prepare you for what is to come. Amen? And so Acts says, it says, your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will, will, will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Now, those of you that are writing down, I want you to write down two words. The first word is see. The second word is vision. The word see just in the dictionary means to experience, it means a panoramic view, and it also means to witness, the word see. When we have an accident that takes place today, there is different views or parties in that accident. You would go to court, and then person A would testify and say, this is what happened. Person B would say, no, no, it's their fault, they drove into me. But then there would be a third individual, which is a witness. And the witness has panoramic view, as perspective of the whole episode, and they can say, well, actually what happened is this one did that and that. So the word see means witness, okay? It's one of the, the uh, in the dictionary, one of the wordings for the word see. Now, second word is the word vision. A vision is a mental image of what the future will or could be like. And so a vision is a dream, it's an image, that's what a vision is, okay? I want to explain something to you. Most of the time we get a vision and we are overwhelmed by the vision or what we see. We don't know what to do with it. It seems so big and out of hand. But I want to teach you something tonight that's going to help you tremendously in your journey from this day forth. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 11 and 12, it says, The word of the Lord came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? says, I see the branch of an almond tree, I replied. 
the Lord said to me, You have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. So what it means is that God comes and he, puts, he gives you a vision. He gives you a dream. He gives a vision to Jeremiah. And then immediately after he gave the vision, God says to him, what did you see, Jeremiah? And then Jeremiah responds and he says, I see the branch of an almond tree. And so now God says, yes, you have seen correctly and now I will watch over my word. The word there, I will watch over my word, means that I will make it happen, and if it doesn't exist, I will create it. So God comes and He gives you a vision. Right now, God's giving visions to people. Visions on the earth, visions in cities, visions in nations. And right now, God is looking for someone that can witness to what He has seen. We're trying so hard to, get, to pray God into the vision. Lord, I want you to get part of this plan, part of this vision. God's trying to get you in the vision. He is the initiator. He is the creator. He puts the vision inside your life. And then after he did that, he says, what did you see? And we are overwhelmed by it. And we think, well, it's my ideas, my plans, my will. In fact, God is looking for someone that would become a witness to what he has seen in the earth. And as soon as you see that, you are coming into alignment with Him, specifically when you speak it. You're coming into alignment with the vision, with the dream. And that's where the power is released. And God says, okay, and now, now give it back. Give back the vision. Now, I will watch over my word. I will bring it to fulfillment. It's not all your responsibility to make it happen. I'm just looking for someone that can see what I see. There's buildings that need to be built, and God's looking for someone that would carry the vision of that building. And so he is giving the same vision to multiple people. But the majority of people are overwhelmed by their size or their finances or bank account or history, and they say, it's impossible, I can't do it. God doesn't need your money. He doesn't need your resources. This is vital. Visions produce resources. Resources does not produce visions. You get the vision and you're thinking, well, I don't have the money for this. I can do it. I don't have the power. I don't have the gifting. I don't have the ability. And then you give up on the vision. And it is challenging because God does not do small things. It's always big. It's always massive. Lord, um, we're praying for a new church. Okay, we're going to build a 10,000-seater. God, George is too small for a 10,000-seater. We're going to go for 10,000. And then we push the vision back and we say, no, it's, I can't do this. And God's looking for someone that can come in agreement with him and that can agree to that 10,000-seater. At the end of the day, God will use that individual, and He will do it through their lives, because they took the faith to come in agreement with Him. The things that God wants to do in the earth, in this city, in South Africa, in, in this province, God doesn't need government's permission to do things. He doesn't need the enemy to create space or room for Him. <laughs> God is looking for believers is looking for sons and daughters would, that would recognize the vision and say this is what I see and so here is here's the step when you see a vision or a dream let's focus on visions tonight it's very important to, as quick as you can to communicate it to share it with someone I'll be driving in the car and I it's it's really frustrating to me when my wife does that but 
we were driving in the car and, uh, and we were in America and right now in a state in the area where the houses within that estate, they start at 70 million. That's where they start. And so we're driving in this estate. And so my wife says, I just saw a vision. We will have a house here. <laughs> and so it's frustrating. I don't want to hear that. But she needs to release the vision. Because at that moment, God is communicating to her and she needs to release it. She needs to come into agreement with God. Our challenge as husbands and wives is that we don't want to share because we think that our partner will feel responsible for that vision. But we have to speak it. We have to share it. You drive and you, you see a vehicle, the dream car that you want. You see it in a vision. And immediately you think, well, impossible. I can't do it. I'm not worthy. I, I, that's what immediately. That's what you think. In that moment, share it with someone. Get someone that will listen to you. Someone that won't reject your dreams. It will not, someone that has the capacity to hear you out. I just saw that I, this is, I'll, I'm going to drive this vehicle one day. I just saw that I will have a house here. I just saw that I'll study at that place. I just saw this degree hanging behind me. I just saw this qualification, this job opportunity, this capacity. Just share it. Because that moment when you speak it, you are coming into alignment with God. And God is saying, yes, you have seen correctly. And now I will watch over my word. And that's where the power is released, is when we come into that agreement of what we have seen. Now, I'm not talking about evil things. I'm not talking about stuff that's against the will of God, stuff that's hurting people, stuff that's destroying people, stuff. I'm not speaking about those things, demonic stuff. Now, I want to end and speak to you about that flow, that place. There's a place that we have, a flow. I call it the, the, the voice of God has different flows in our lives. And I want you to see a flow as a river, a stream that flows. That stream flows no matter what. Nothing can stop it. It's a consistent flow. And, and we can position ourselves within that stream, within that flow. There's, uh, <laughs> there's flows that I've developed in my life. I can position myself there and I can immediately pick up in the flow. When I minister prophetically or in a church or place like this, I try to pick up the flow of what is happening here. What, what is God doing here? What is the Lord? What is His direction? I, I travel a lot. I'm in, a, I'm in very different environments. My environments change the whole time. The spiritual atmosphere changes the whole time. And so I, I don't bring my anointing within this place. I tap into the anointing that's flowing here. I have an abiding anointing, specifically anointing that God has placed upon my life. I don't tap into that. I don't touch that. It's a different flow. I come into this room and I pick up the stream. What is the Lord doing right here? What is flowing here? Now, that place of visions and dreams in your life, from the first moment that you are born, the enemy wants to, to pollute that flow. Social media, movies, YouTube, television, all of that, billboards, we are being bombarded with information and pictures and things where the enemy wants to come and destroy that flow. He wants to block it. He wants to fill it with so many things. And it's vital for us. I, the only thing that I want you to do tonight and take from here tonight, the only thing is choose what you put in front of your eyes. It's the only thing. Just start with that. Choose what you put in front of your eyes. And it's very easy. Your spirit objects and the spirit of the Lord within you is grieved 
by stuff that we see. I don't have to tell you what not to put in front of your eyes. The spirit within you will tell you. But when your spirit is grieved and you feel, I, don't, I cannot watch this, walk away. Stop that movie, put off the television, get out of that room, get out of that place, get out of that conversation. Stop the flow. Stop the flow. The longer you allow the flow there to continue, it starts to pollute your spirit. It pollutes your dreams. It pollutes your vision. Suddenly, the place that was supposed to be so pure where God communicates to you now becomes a place of nightmares. Now it becomes a place of demonic activity in your life. God's trying to communicate now. It's, you, you have all these bad, negative things that you are dreaming about and seeing and stuff. Be careful what you put in front of your eyes, especially from this day in your life. You know, as, as people... The first moment we are born, our mind starts to record. It records every image, everything that we see. Choose what you want to put on that, rec that recording, because once it's there, it's part of your life. And in your moment, or weakest moment, the enemy attacks you with those images and those, those ideas. He brings, he brings that back to you. My youngest son, Josh, who I've picked up early in his life that he is a seer. He's got a very strong sight into the prophetic, and so I've, I've noticed that that between my two boys, that the one is very sensitive in what he looks at. And I know now how to handle it. Uh, the other boy can, you know, he <laughs> it doesn't influence him what he sees in that. But with Josh, immediately it becomes part of his DNA. It becomes part of his life. It's a, it's a reality to him, whatever he sees. As I've noticed the flow, and I've known that. I want to pray with you tonight, and we're not going to drag this out. But number one, I'm going to pray that God would forgive you for what you've placed in front of your eyes. And, uh, you know, we get really bombarded. We don't realize, but as you, from the moment that you leave your house till you get to the destination, there was 15 images, billboards next to the road that was trying to market and advertise and pull you in the wrong direction. We don't notice it. We, we've, our conscience becomes seared, and so we, we don't, we're not sensitive to that, to that anymore. But we see it. Those images are there. It's in front of us. It's trying to pull us, dilute us, pull us in the wrong direction, so that we cannot access that flow of dreams. And so I'm going to pray with you. Now, this is not a major thing. When we ask God to forgive us, He forgives us. He cleanses us. He can take those thoughts away. He can cleanse you. But have wisdom today and from this day forth to choose life, to choose what you put in front of your eyes. If your spirit says no, walk away. Just walk away. Just leave. Just get out of that environment. You don't have to explain to anyone. That they don't. You have to be super spiritual. Leave. Get out of that. Put that thing off. End it. I, I have chosen specifically when it comes to television, I want to be in control of what I watch. I don't want to watch stuff that can market things to me without my permission. So I, have to be, I want to be able to, to push pause, stop, or put it off. I want to be in control of that. And so I don't finish that program. If my spirit is grieved, I stop it immediately. I'm not going to allow it to dilute that place because that produces doubt and it pollutes a flow that's so pure, so genuine, that's available to us that God wants to use for your future and it stops that. Amen. One picture can change your destiny, can change your future. And we're going to pray for that tonight, ask forgiveness, but then we're going to pray for impartation of visions to come. Visions to come. Now in a moment when we see visions, you can literally ask God anything and He will show you. Anything. You can ask God about your future, your, your parents, your husband, your wife, your children, your work situation. Immediately the vision comes up. Immediately.
Now, there's also things possible right here, right now, that's not possible when you leave that out of that door. And it's because of something that's called corporate anointing. There's a level of faith in this room. And uh, today, right now, your measurement of faith is not really important because we just need one person in this room that can believe. So there's times where we, we don't have enough faith for what God wants to do in our lives. But now in this room, there's corporate anointing. That is why gatherings is important. That's why the church is important. Because there's times in your life where you don't have that faith capacity, but the community of believers has that faith. And so it's not about now, about who's got little faith, great faith, no faith. It's irrelevant. When we combine our faith together tonight in this room, there's enough faith for miracles. There's enough faith for the supernatural. I can honestly say to you tonight that nothing is impossible right now because of faith. Faith that's in this room. And so those of you that are not connected, that's not part of a group of believers, can be, get connected, be there. Whether you feel like it or not, be part of that. Our prayer life is vital in this season. And when it comes to your prayer life, it must be on the top of your priority list. Now, if you don't have the ability to pray intercessory prayer, be part of a church, be part of a community. Because when I pray at home, it takes me five minutes to break through, to get through, to get my feelings and emotions out of the way and to get in. But when I pray in the church community, it's already addressed. I walk into a room that's already sanctified. I don't have to deal with that stuff. I can immediately get into the presence of God because of that culture of prayer that's already there. No matter what's happening in my life and what I'm dealing with, I can park here, walk in, and I'm, at that, I'm in that place immediately. It's available to us, and so utilize that. Utilize the group of believers. Let's buy Adam's the phenomenon. Okay. So it's things that makes it easier. I'm giving you stuff here that makes it so easy. It makes it so fast. Being part of a prayer community brings a lot of acceleration quickly that you don't have to do on your own. It's 10 years that you get out of the way immediately just by being part of that. It takes, it takes some time to train yourself as an intercessor and to get into that habit. Just join a prayer team. It's a lot easier. Just that community. Just pray with them. It's immediately in that, in that presence. Be part of that. Okay. Let's pray together. There's no, in no way am, am I trying to expose you tonight. This is between you and God, and no one will know when you respond what it is. It's really between you and God. When we talk about stuff that we put in front of our eyes, I mean, the list is long, what we can put. I mean, even violence, even stuff that is not anything that's not uplifting, that's not positive, that's not um, comfort, that's not... All of that stuff is stuff that goes against the will of God. So it's not just uh, major stuff or things that we think, well, no, it's that. No, all of those things, all of those things. Bad thoughts, negative thoughts is just as, as bad as pornography. Same thing. So it's stuff that we allow to grow uh, in our minds that we put in front of our eyes. And so God can forgive us. He's faithful and uh, he wants to help us. I want you to close your eyes quickly, everyone in this room. I want to pray with you and I'm not going to call you to the front, but I'm going to ask you to stand where you are if you want to ask God for forgiveness of what you've put in front of your eyes over the years, just stand where you are. I want to pray with you, and God's going to set you free right now, forgive you, cleanse you, sanctify you as you leave here. And as, you, as we pray with you, that flow will be reactivated in your life. I'm going to ask the band to join me or the, or the keyboard. Yes, thank you. Just the keyboard's fine.
This is a very, very holy moment between you and God. Very, very holy. I can't explain to you the magnitude of what's happening to you. It's a, it's a, it's a, a channel that's opening. It's a flow. It's communication that's being opened directly between you and God. Directly. The enemy has robbed you from dreams, robbed you from visions, robbed you from, from the purity, communication directly from heaven. And God's going to forgive you, set you free tonight, and it's going to bring a release again back into your life. The release that I'm referring to is the move of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit, the flow of the Holy Spirit in your life. I don't want you to miss this opportunity. I still sense there's five people that still need to stand. I don't want you to miss it. We're not going to pray afterwards. We're praying right now. After the service I'm leaving, I'm not going to pray for people afterwards. We're addressing that right now. It's nothing you have to feel about, uh, bad about. This is you being set free. Don't let the enemy hold you back. I'm going to give a second or two. I want you to jump up. If it's you, don't miss this opportunity. We have to want to pray with you. As long as sin is in the dark, then the enemy can use it against us. But when we confess and it comes into light, the enemy cannot hold that against us anymore. And as you stood now, you brought it into the light. It's exposed. It's not in secret anymore. And so the enemy has no hold anymore. Just by standing, you broke the, the hold of the enemy in your life. <laughs> he has no right to keep it against you anymore. You are surrendering it to God. Father, thank you for every person that's standing right now. I pray, Father, that you would forgive us right now for what we have put in front of our eyes. Whether it was an ignorance, whether we were influenced by someone else, whatever the reason might have been, Father, forgive us and set us free. Father, I pray that you would remove even the memories of those things. Wipe it from our minds. Set us free. It would have no hope. Father, we release it right now and it is exposed. It's not in darkness anymore. It's exposed and we release it back to you right now. Thank you, Father, that we can receive your forgiveness now. Fullness of your forgiveness. I pray right now that, that heaviness is removed from people and that your forgiveness showered over them right now. Forgiven, set free, sanctified, holy. The grip on their minds is removed. Thank you, Father. I pray for that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I want you to be, take your seed. I want you to say, I'm forgiven. I'm set free. I'm sanctified. I'm holy. Set free. The enemy has no right to keep it against you. And so, if he wants to come back with stuff, just tell him, no, no. You want to speak to someone, speak to God. Just speak to Jesus. He set me free. Cannot accuse me of anything. I surrender it to him. It's not my portion anymore. Amen? I'm going to pray for dreams and visions now. A flow of dreams and visions. And I'm going to lead you a couple of minutes uh, in, in that. And we're going to pray for visions to come right now. I want you to put your faith together now. So God would show you. This is not strange. This is not difficult. This is a flow that God gave us. It's something that He made available to all of us. But we're going to pray and ask God for visions now, in this moment. Not tonight, not tomorrow, not next week. Now, God would show you a picture 
Some of you are going to see a picture. Some of you are going to see an entire movie of things that's going to flow. Detail of what God's going to show you. When you're in that flow, don't interrupt it. Immediately when the picture comes, doubt comes. Immediately when God speaks, doubt comes and says, no, 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 it can be. No, what's this? No, no, it's my thoughts. No, it's my ideas. No, I'm going to take you in a time now where we are going to take every thought captive right now. The enemy is not here. He has, this is holy ground. He can't come in this place. This, this is a holy place. He has no right, no authority, no permission, no access, no influence in this room. And so as you are seated here now, we take every thought captivated. And so we submit it to the Word of God. And so even the thoughts that comes up in your mind right now are holy. The enemy cannot come in this room with an unholy or ungodly thought. We have taken it captive, okay? You believe that. <laughs> so this, is, this place is prepared. It's open heaven. We have access now. We are right now in the Holy of Holies. The holiest place that you can be in is right now, in the presence of God. You're in that place. And you have access to the Father to ask for anything. You know, yesterday I was preparing a message and my son came in and he started pushing me on my shoulder. He wanted to show me something. I'm like, I'm busy. I can't. Leave me alone. No, no, no. I want attention. I want it now. He has access to me. And I said to him many times, just leave me. Just give me five minutes. I'm spending time in the Word. I'm waiting. Just give. No. But because he is my DNA, he's a son, he has access to the Father. He can come into places in my life where very few people have access. Like my bedroom. No one comes into my bedroom. He doesn't care. He has access. The places that's private to me, that's holy to me, that's, that's mine, my stuff, he gets into my stuff because he's a son. And this is the access that we have. Tonight we don't have to slaughter something. We don't have to sacrifice. We don't have to prepare. It is prepared. We have access to the Father. And so tonight we're going to interrupt heaven. I don't know what heaven is busy with this moment, but we're interrupting heaven saying, listen, we want visions now. <laughs> Nigeria, bless Nigeria, but they can wait their turn. America, Switzerland, we, we, we want visions now. We have a Father, and it's available to us now. And so anything, if you need direction in your life, what do you need to do this week? You're starting at a crossroad, and you need to know, do I have to take A or B, yes or no? What do I do immediately now? God can give you the answer of that. And I want you to continue to move. Don't, don't get stuck in a place. God shows you, just take it by faith and move to the next thing. Just continue to move, to move, to move. And it's activated tonight, and it's part of your life. When you leave here, you are leaving with dreams and visions in your life. This is not limited to age. Those of you that are young or teenagers, if you can learn to develop this early in your life, it makes stuff so much easier. I received visions at the age of 17, started to see visions. It's been part of my journey. It made my life so, so much easier. Amen? If you want visions, dreams to be activated, you can stand, and we are going to pray with you. If you don't want it, just stay seated. We will not touch you. We will not pray over you. I'll ask the Holy Spirit to leave you alone if you are seated. <laughs> Amen. Okay. I want you for a minute to move the focus to the source which is God, the Holy Spirit. Move your focus there.
He's the only one that can release that. A person cannot do it. So focus just for a minute on Him. Put your sight on Him. I want you to think that you are in this room alone with the Spirit of the Lord. Just you in the Spirit. No one you have to please. No one. If you came here with a friend, you don't have to impress them now. Lord wants to minister you directly. And I want to give you that opportunity and that, and that flow. You can keep your eyes open or closed. If I keep my eyes closed, it makes it easier for me to get back because of distractions. And so it just makes it easier. But however you prefer, visions are not limited to your state or being or place where you are. Amen. Thank you, Father. Father, we pray for visions now. Thank you, Lord, that as Paul wrote and said, I long to be with you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift that both you and I mutually may be encouraged by each other's faith. I pray for, the, for dreams to start to flow right now, visions to start to flow, open visions, closed visions, vivid images, clear clarity to come right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 